0: Welcome in ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to you fellas, you fellas, you fellas out there. This is the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and we got the DFS DraftKings best picks breakdown early in the week right here for you. Schmacking you across the face with the information. Bam, bam, what was that? That was information just hitting you right in the face. Hope you're all having a beautiful start to your day. Maybe it's the end of the day. Whenever you're watching this, let me inform you. Let me about to educate you on what is about to come your way through these airwaves the next couple of days for the NFL specifically. This video you're watching right now. Right? This is going to be released on a Wednesday morning. Wednesday afternoon, the divisional round betting video for these four games. You're going to be having leans on either the over, unders, or the spreads. We will let you know which bets I have already placed. On Thursday, that one dude divisional round for the four-game slate. Thank you, DraftKings, for making it the four-game slate and not two two-game slates because now we get to do a pretty elite that one dude video. And then Friday, final closing thoughts video. I will personally be taking care of some family things and some personal things that I will be going home for this weekend. There will still be the Closing Thoughts podcast for patrons, but there will not be any live stream on Saturday, unfortunately. I know, I know, I know, I know all 1,500 plus of you that would have tuned in live. You know, and actually, why not, why not make up a number, right? If we're not going to do it, why not make them number? I know all 10,000 till I know all 1 million of you that were going to be tuning in live. We're to be tuning in and asking questions. If you want to get them in, you can reach out in the Discord on Patreon. If you want to get them in, you can listen to the Closing Thoughts podcast where we go in-depth game theory-wise stacks exposures rules and optimizers things like that to really crush your competition away blow them away defeat the people that are playing one lineup in these 150 max lineups like absolute schlumps out there right what are they doing out there with their lives defeat the people that are playing single entries absolutely and not optimally not playing them the proper way by any means that's exactly what that patreon closing thoughts podcast will help you with all the other patreon tools projections ownership and all that stuff that you can find down below but anyways 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 we were talking about this for game NFL slate. We're going to break that into it like we usually do. The best picks video coming out on Wednesday. We're going to be going position by position. I have my projections. I have my rankings already up. I have all the analysis that I want to be doing to this point in the week up, and we'll have even more like ownership and game by game notes later in the week that we can share with all you beautiful people on Patreon. And we'll give you snippets on the Friday closing thoughts video over here on the YouTube and podcast streets. Hopefully, you all having a beautiful day. There'll be NBA content. There's already PGA content up on the channel for this week's Sony Open. So we got a lot going on here. We made the announcement that next week on Twitter we will start. An MMA show on Thursdays. We hired along a a lovely fellow for that, so be sure to check out that post that we put out on Twitter. You can check it out, and also be sure to check out the video starting next Thursday for the Connor fight. The Conor Poirier fight is going to be next Saturday, but it's going to be starting next Thursday for MMA content. So we got it all coming your way. Hoping to get more creators on this channel to help out with some areas that I would like to get into, but just don't have the time personally. So hit that like, hit that subscribe, and do all those things for your boy right now. I appreciate, I appreciate that all a ton, you beautiful people. Now this video is going to be brought to you by SuperDraft, the good people over at SuperDraft. What is it? You already know most of you, but if you don't, if you're not already on SuperDraft, I literally had, I literally had somebody, I could actually pull the tweet up right now. And if you don't believe me, you can go into my mentions. I don't like the tweets. so you can go and see. Sam likes tweets. You're not going to find anything vulgar in there, right? I'm not some weirdo walking around these streets, but let's let's look at it right here. So we got this man's name, Kicks and Tees, at Kicks and Tees, shout out to you. He says, Salvatri, not sure if you will ever find this, but you put me onto Superdraft. Second straight day, I'm winning more money than I ever put in. I was sleeping on it. I've been falling into money, much props, right? I, I couldn't pay this guy to make a better recommendation for me for this video. I woke up to that and I was like, damn, shout out to you, my man. But that's the thing right now. It is far less competitive in every single sport that you're going to be playing on. These competitions still don't fulfill feel, feel, and their contests don't fill to the fullest. Meaning that you're facing less people for the same prize pool, which basically means that it's easier to win, right? Instead of facing 100% of the prize pool, you're facing 85, 90%. Sometimes if there's a lot of sports going on, like there is this week with the return to the NHL, with the return to MMA, with golf still going up, with all these sports back, if you play in some contests in some alter- alternative sports, you're going to be getting contests that only get 70% filled. You're going to be having a lot of upside. So it's a multiplier format. So for example, on the screen behind me, Patrick Mahomes has a 1X multiplier. If he scores 23 points this week, you multiply it by one, he gets 23 points. But, But... For example, and this is a big old booty, I'll pull up the projections right now on Patreon. If you ended up seeing this week and a man like Drew Brees with a 1.4x multiplier go out there and score 18.8 points, my current projection for my Patreon, he would get that multiplier and he would go above 26 Super Draft points. So pretty damn good. He would actually outscore Patrick Mahomes even though his real points were nowhere near that. So if you use the promo code Sal, S-A-L, they will give you a free money bonus up to $1,000 in a slow drip format. What are you waiting for? There's already a lot of people from this community in the Discord, over on the Patreon, a bunch of people that are winning money on Super Draft and that are winning money than they ever have. More so than DraftKings, especially when they give themselves a nice sample of not just one night of playing on super draft or two nights but actually weeks and months of it the bankrolls are building is what i like to say so check it out down below promo code sal sal lets them know that you came from me so let's start this slate off i got two yeses i got two maybes to start the week and then we'll close out the week uh, later on this week to kind of factor in ownership and some more deeper analysis that i do but to start the week off yes patrick mahomes coming up for the bye week he didn't have any statistics to go off of last week so we can't really reference what he was doing last week but we can reference what this matchup will be offensive line versus defensive line wise for mr patrick mahomes it's looking like it's going to be a negative 15% pass blocking advantage and to be honest with you it's not that bad of an offensive line it ranks number nine in pass blocking but this Cleveland team closed out the year basically being a top 10 pass rush in the NFL so what will you be getting out of Mr. Patrick Mahomes but you know you're going to be getting very similar things the highest total on the slate mind you one of the highest totals that we've seen all season long for a team and it comes now in Patrick Mahomes first playoff game of the year yeah I like that right in the best matchup on the slate if we're talking about defense versus position wise and just a little bit more matchups to break down into the former first round pick 10th overall is averaging the most yards on on the slate at three into 16 per game. The most attempts on the slate at 39.2. He's a virtual tie with Aaron Rodgers for the best yards per attempt on the slate and basically a virtual tie with Rodgers for best interception percentage on the slate. I mean, I don't have to tell you that we're in the elite eight here and a bunch of MVP candidates are still on the table from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes to Josh Allen making a push at the end, right? To Jared Goff. No, I'm just kidding about Jared Goff. Jared Goff is, uh, I would say, at the best, terrible. But Mahomes will be somebody that I want to invest a good amount of my money in. Now, if we're talking about protection rate on the offensive line, not just overall pass blocking efficiency, protection rank ranks 21st in the NFL. Mahomes finished the season's second in overall passing yards and he was fourth in air yards that downfield usage is something i like to see i'm not scared of this eight thousand dollar price range yes you're going to have to find value but on a slate now with eight games and not six games like last week or not a minor slate with only four games but on a slate that now has eight teams and four games and not six teams and three games like last week we're going to have even more opportunities to find value primarily primarily at the wide receiver position and that's fantastic if you want to stack up Patrick Mahomes he has a lot of value wide receivers if you just pass up on Tyree Kill or maybe you play him you have a lot of options when it comes to Sammy Watkins the Marcus Robinson and Mr me cole hartman who we'll talk about who continues to run a lot of routes for the kansas city chiefs so patrick mahomes at eight thousand dollars he looks fine in draft games he honestly looks fine with a one x multiplier over on super draft right now you have a lot of elite quarterbacks in the slate none of them none of them are even close to this team total patrick mahomes team total is six points that is a touchdown before the extra point people six points higher than any other team on the slate. That is. To translate for you. Motherfucking good. The pace in this game will be the second highest on the slate. Give me some Patrick Mahomes right now at $8,000. And yes, I full on game stack. I will be full on game stacking, meaning that I'm going to be stacking up Patrick Mahomes with Tyree Kill, running it back with a Jarvis Landry or a Nick Chubb, right? Something like that. Every single one of my lineups will have a stack with a quarterback, and one of his pass catchers. Ideally, if I can make it work out, two of his pass catchers, right? So if I want to go Patrick Mahomes and you can go with Tyree Kill. And, and the beautiful thing is Clyde ebert helaire might be returning this week. It seems like Clyde Edwards-Helaire is on track to return and he's dirt cheap. So yes, I'm okay this week to stack up running backs with their quarterbacks on. These smaller slates, especially one like Clyde Edwards-Laird, is going to get a lot of his production from seeing a six or seven-target game, which is going to help him and Patrick Mahomes to a lesser extent. So there are options this week for Mahomes. Yes, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are still expensive. Yes, it's probably hard to get both of them into your lineups. But if you want to get one of them into your lineups and stack it up with a Clyde edwards or a McColl Harmon or a Sammy Watkins, that is more than doable this week. And there's a decent amount of runback options on Cleveland. Right? You're looking at Jarvis Landry, appropriately priced. You're looking at underpriced Rashad Higgins. You're looking at the flat minimum who ran 26 rounds last week. Donovan Peoples-Jones, the rookie out of Michigan. That's not even taking into account the fact that you can punt austin hooper at tight end you can play some of these other running backs kareem hunt still dirt cheap after having another big game last week against pittsburgh so yes there are many options to get to here so the team with the highest total on the slate i mean i think i sold you on it at this point point. and if i didn't well that's fine let me take your money this weekend patrick mahomes numero uno in terms of my quarterback interest early on this week should not shock anybody you don't got to get cute sometimes right patrick mahomes normally is the guy where you don't have to get cute now if we want to go over to josh allen josh allen last week was yet again fantastic josh allen ranked second only behind tom brady in overall pro football focused quarterback ratings last week when it comes to passing he was fantastic what are you getting last week 9.3 yards per attempt second only behind brady he had 324 passing yards on 74 percent completion percentage that led the slate i think there was some crazy nba slate. you know when they put like 1.7 assists and 2.9 steals and 34 points was lebron was the first guy ever to do this right they had that with josh allen it was like the first guy to throw for 320 yards literally like the first guy to throw for 320 yards average over a 70 percent completion percentage run for 50 yards run for a touchdown and throw two passing touchdowns first guy ever to do that in a playoff game right they basically just took every single stat thing that he did propped it up to the number where somebody did right somebody probably threw for 316 yards but nobody's ever done it at 320 but still nonetheless Allen was another week of being fantastic another week of heavy pass attempts at 41 attempts and partially partially the reason why was it was a very close game they had to continue to throw right all the way up until the end but also also zach moss got hurt in that game i don't think we're gonna be seeing zach moss this week now we can track that throughout the week i'm currently projecting zach moss out i feel pretty good about that and then i have devin singletary taking on pretty much a primary role as a running back in this offense now in the elite. eight eight, if you will josh allen led all quarterbacks last week in passing rating with a 126 overall passing rating and josh allen has been fantastic the former first round pick out of wyoming he is 25 years old they're about to be at this point it's crazy the the oldest quarterback in the playoffs right now i saw is baker baker's like 25 and a half years old We got a lot of youngins the future of the nfl is very bright 6-5 josh allen a whole lot of man at 237 pounds you're getting this week i like the man a lot i like the stacking options that you get here even against his baltimore Ravens secondary the reason why i like this because i do think that he's going to have time this week and it is going to be not the greatest matchup against the Baltimore defensive line which it's not the greatest defensive line but Josh Allen when it comes to pass protection hasn't been seen the greatest he ranks 19th in overall protection rank according to player profiler and he has a negative 14% pass blocking advantage this week the Baltimore Ravens when it comes to pressure though they're not elite so I don't think it's going to be anything incredible they rank 25th or they finished off the season 25th when it comes to their coverage they finished off the season 7th and that might only be getting better as Marcus Peters as the season ended and you saw last week with an interception continues to look better and better nothing to worry about from Marlon Humphrey who's been dealing with injuries Jimmy Smith they haven't even had at this point in their secondary has still been pretty stout so I do think that it's going to be a difficult matchup in the secondary but there's enough weapons now Cole Beasley is suspected to be healthier this week John Brown suspected to actually be healthier after playing with an injury again last week he's been hurt for really this past month of the season since returning you still got Steph Diggs out there Dawson Knox is taking another step forward now that he is the dude out there and has surpassed Tyler Croft earlier this year as the primary tight end a 26.25 team implied total it's basically tied with a couple other teams right you have the Saints at 27 you have the Packers at 26.25 so they're basically in this middle ground of a bunch of other teams that are nowhere near the Chiefs. 33 implied teams total but still looks decent as a two and a half point favorite against this baltimore team you're getting a 69 percent completion percentage 7.9 yards per attempt and 284 yards per game the yards per game ranks third on the slate his passing attempts is basically tied for third on the slate right now at jared goff i like josh allen's upside downfield and you got the other thing right the other thing is the big rushing upside you saw one of those rushing touchdowns last week he finished up the regular season with eight rushing touchdowns that ranked third overall and 26.2 yards per game outside of lamar jackson nobody is better on the ground on this slate than mr josh allen and you're getting josh allen for cheaper than lamar jackson with way 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 more upside in the passing game way better options in the passing game if you're trying to correlate it together stack a receiver or or two receivers with their quarterback josh allen's options right a Stefan Diggs who looks fantastic right a Cole Beasley who's getting healthier a John Brown if you wanted to go back to the well there where nobody's gonna want to play him including myself because he got us a zero last week that motherfucker or you can get Mr. Lamar Jackson where you're hoping that he goes for 100 yards on the ground like he did last week and even if he does that you're getting what 26 27 fantasy points out of him which is fine but that's his best case scenario because his passing game right now is not good Lamar Jackson is not somebody I have interest early on so far you can see right now Lamar Jackson was the second lowest graded quarterback last week only to Jared Goff Lamar Jackson surely will get you there on the ground but for this expensive price tag if I'm going up to the shrink of $7,600, just give me Mr. Patrick Mahomes or let me go down to Josh Allen. I don't think the ownership is going to be that dramatic. I don't think that you're going to be seeing so much ownership on Patrick Mahomes and so much ownership on Josh Allen that I am forced to play Lamar Jackson in the middle there or trying to force myself into a pivot. I don't think it's going to be happening. And then you also factor in that Hollywood Brown actually finally had a good game last week and now he has to see Tredavious White. That is not a good matchup by any means for Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews in the middle of the field is fine, but how much is a tight end in the middle of the field really going to prop me up for a $7,600 quarterback? I think Lamar Jackson, he can go for his 70 yards on the ground. Even if he get you a rushing touchdown? Do I think he has a 30-point upside? Of course I do. Do I think he gets there as often and consistently with correlated pieces as Josh Allen and definitely Patrick Mahomes? No, I don't. So let's get this clear. I expect once I run ownership later this week on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore veteran underscore, that you're going to see a lot, a lot of ownership on Patrick Mahomes, a decent amount of guys like Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And then you're going to see somewhat lower ownership on Lamar Jackson. Hell, he might even be that one dude as the week goes on, right? Somebody that you could pivot off of. But at this point, if the ownership's going to be coming in, let's say 25% on Patrick Mahomes, 15 or 12% on Rodgers and Josh Allen, and then the ownership's... 8% on Mr. Lamar Jackson. Yes. If you want to pivot from a third of the ownership from Patrick Mahomes to Lamar Jackson, you can. Am I single entry in three max? I probably won't. But in 150s, if I end up with 15% and double the field of Lamar Jackson, I'm fine with that. But I'm just saying if I'm choosing one-on-one, one lineup to play between Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, even with that ownership difference is going to still rank third for me. Next up will be Mr. Aaron Rodgers. A terrible, a terrible total here. 45.5. But a lot of that's coming in on the Rams. So don't get it twisted. A 45 and a half total, but the Packers are basically second right around that pack with the Buffalo Bills with the New Orleans Saints for a 26.25 implied total They're seven point favorites and the Los Angeles Rams have a terrible team implied total 19.24 four points lower than anybody else on the slate so I'm not as worried about the Packers overall upside but when I compare it to some other guys in this slate yes Rodgers does not look good to me as Mahomes or Josh Allen those team totals those overall matchups are a little bit scarier now for Aaron Rodgers who by far is the toughest matchup on the slate this week I And mean, honestly if we have to get real here Aaron Rodgers when it comes to just pass rushes he struggles and now David Bakhtiari who tore his ACL in practice a couple weeks back the left tackle the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history the best left tackle in football right now will be on the sidelines for this one with a goddamn torn ACL Aaron Rodgers historically struggles against pass rushes last week the, last year he it against the 49ers earlier this season the only game the Packers have looked pretty bad in, you saw it against Tampa Bay you've seen it in past games in his career where it's been historical lows in his career against the Bills and against the Denver Broncos and in previous playoff games against the 49ers previous playoff games against a couple of years back the Atlanta Falcons when they get whooped pass rush is going to be an issue now the defense is the bigger issue for why he loses playoff games but this is going to be a tough matchup the number one overall secondary this is going to be a motherfucking fantastic game to watch. You have the number one overall offense right now, according to Pro Football Focus versus the number one overall secondary. And really, we could sum it up as the number one overall defense. They rank second in pass rush, first in coverage right now. They rank second in tackling, and they rank fourth in run defense. This is going to be a motherfucking barn burner. I cannot wait to watch this. Now, historically, Aaron Rodgers loses these games. Let's not get it twist if he does. So I'm a little bit worried about that coming from a Packers fan myself. $6,900. It's just a lack of options here, right? The tight end position, Robert Tonyon, is just lost in the middle of a bunch of guys that I don't really care to play him. If you want to stack it up, sure, but I don't really care to play him. i I'm not looking too much at Aaron Rodgers as the issue here for me getting to him. I'm looking at his pass catchers. You have Devontae Adams, that's fine. And I'm personally not too scared of Devonta Adams' matchup against Jalen Ramsey. Of course, I'm not going to tell you that it's the fantastic matchup and the best that you can have. But you saw last week though, DK Metcalf was fine. He scored a touchdown in zone. He scored another touchdown probably on a busted coverage, but he was fine against Jalen Ramsey. He mossed him a couple of times, and the matchup is actually a positive 13% matchup as of right now for Mr. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a better player than Jalen Ramsey is a better defender. That's how it is right now. Devontae Adams is going to be prioritizing this offense. Devontae Adams, you can't guard a back shoulder, and the best throw over back shoulder in NFL history is Aaron Rodgers. So I'm pretty confident around the goal line that Devonta Adams still has his upside at red zone touchdowns. Yes, this matchup is not as good as if he was playing any other cornerback in the league probably. But a lot of people overweight this shit. A lot of people think, oh, he's facing Jalen Ramsey. 0%. I can't get any Devonta Adams. Oh, he's facing Jalen Ramsey. That's 50% of the equation for me. I hate that. Jalen Ramsey makes up 10 to 15%. 10 to 15% Jalen Ramsey. And the overall number one secondary is making up maybe 15% of my overall projection. So yes, that 15% is going to be a little bit lower than if he's facing the motherfucking New York Jets, but it's not going to be 50% or 100% of the equation. So I think Devontae Adams is still fine. The problem after that is the other options on this team. Who are you going to own on this team? Alan Lazard in a matchup against Troy Hill in the slot. Meh, right? Marcus Valden-Santling on the outside against Darius Williams. That's a really bad matchup for MBS, a guy who can barely catch the ball himself. So for me, Aaron Rodgers is in play right now if you're not trying to go to Mahomes and Allen. But if the ownership is going to come in at like 15% on this four-game slate, I can probably get away from it a little bit there. I'm not too worried about the overall matchup. I'm really not. It's just what I'm worried about the other pass catchers on this team getting you there. If you want to go Rodgers and stack it up with just Adams and run it back with the cooper cup or run it back with the cam Akers or the running back position who's cheap i love that i think that's fine and then closing up the quarterback position right now we don't have to break too much more down into it but i think tom brady is fine i prefer tom brady even as an underdog here because he's an underdog three point underdog throw a little bit more get tom brady back up to he's 38.1 attempts per game so far in the season get him back up to there and then we can go from there stacking him up with any guys that you want at this point antonio brown seems to be coming alive uh chris goblin a couple drops last week i think that that's fine i'm not going to wait that all that much those are the guys that i prefer chris goblin antonio brown if you're going to be stacking up a tampa bay stack nice price point there You run back options for me. Number one option would be Mr. Michael Thomas. Number two, Alvin Kamara. So we don't have to break too much into that stack because although I think it's in play, those other three are primary options for me. If you're looking for a cheap punt quarterback option, it would be Baker Mayfield for me. At $5,300, he grades out as my number two overall value play this week. Does not mean my number two overall play because he's only projecting out for the second fewest points of the quarterback position for me. Only Jared Goff is worse. Jared Goff, the lowest rated quarterback last week. Let me repeat this. The lowest rated quarterback last week was Mr. Jared Goff. By far the lowest. He was absolutely terrible. He did average 8.2 yards per attempt, but not a lot of that mattered when you're getting yards after the catch from guys guys like Cam Akers on two yard passes right uh, we have to break down a little bit deeper into it he was nine of 19 overall 47 percent completion percentage absolutely terrible last week a 44.2 grade the next closest was Lamar at 62 so he was terrible anything below like 60 is bad 44.2 terrible we now move over to the running back position and this is a pretty damn decent slate for it because there's going to be some bunch of guys that come up 20 25 percent on it's a smaller slate but I think there's some going to be a couple of spots where we can get different here and a couple of spots where we can stack up with our quarterbacks and feel okay about it Alvin Kamara at $7,900 I don't have to tell you how goddamn good Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara got in with the touch last week, which really kind of saved his week for us. Alvin Kamara this week, if you're looking at offensive line versus defensive line matchups, he's going to have the number two run blocking advantage, a positive 35% run blocking advantage this upcoming week for Alvin Kamara against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense that is not terrible by any means. It's still a very good run defense. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense ranks 10th overall, but it's not the same as it once was. Some injuries on that defensive line, especially earlier in the season, have kind of impacted what they can do. And we know what Alvin Kamara is going to really so far project for in the passing game. Last week in the playoffs, Michael Thomas finally backscoring his first touchdown and getting a lot of usage. Kamara just saw two targets two catches for 17 yards but they were leading the entire time in that game especially the second half so you did not have to have a lot of alvin kamar playing from behind and this one they're just three point favorites i would suspect that his 23 routes run last week i would suspect those usually lead to four or five targets if for some reason it keeps people off of him i don't think it will i think you're going to be seeing mr alvin Kamara probably projecting out for 35 to 40 percent ownership this week you can check back into that later on down below but alvin Kamara. now there's no derrick henry on the slates alvin kamar leads this slate in overall opportunities for running backs 19.6 opportunities per game he leads this slate during the regular season with 42 overall red zone touches the upside all the money touches right now are going to Mr. Alvin Kamara. You're getting 7.1 targets per game. The next closest right now is 4.5 targets per game for Mr. Aaron Jones. Kamara is a fantastic option. Kamara is my highest projected overall running back play right now. Kamara is a B plus in cash and a B plus in GPPs. So peak behind the current on Patreon. Check out the rest of the projections there. That looks pretty damn good. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. $5,700 Cam Akers, who just looked like an absolute stud last week, was by far the best player probably in that entire game. When it came to fantasy, not a lot was happening and Cam Akers looked beautiful. And now he's only $5,700. The price point barely comes up. I think he was $5,100 last week. Now he's $5,700. And he was fantastic last week, right? He had 30 overall touches. He had the two catches in the air. One went for a long one for 45 yards, but he had 28 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He ended up breaking last week, four tackles, right? He ended up having runs of 10 or more yards, two overall, and ended up running for seven first downs. He was great. But this is the thing that's interesting now. He is the second biggest underdog on the slate, a seven point underdog. He only ran 18 routes last week. I think that can come up. I think I could see Cam Akers, like we've seen in the past, catch four or five passes, but just a 19.25 team implied total. He's going to be owned this week. I like him if you're talking about cash game he's very cheap at $5,700 but it'll be a little bit interesting here to see if he ends up being like the highest or the second highest owned guy this could be a pivot spot for us right like if you want to be playing a guy against the Packers run defense that in my opinion has actually gotten a little bit better they don't get their credit I mean last year they absolutely sucked you saw that when Raheem Mostert in the playoffs ran for 200 plus yards and four tutties against them right it was absolutely terrible they got ran off the field but this year they've actually been playing a little bit better they're in middle of the pack they're in 16th right now in run defense if you're looking at the run blocking advantage for Mr. Cam Akers this week Cam Akers is going to be coming into this game at a positive 30% run blocking advantage but that's fine right that's what you expect against an average overall run defense especially when you have a good offensive line leading the way for you with Andrew Whitworth now back so don't get me wrong I think Cam Akers looks like a good value play this week I think Cam Akers looks like one of the better value plays this week do I think that he looks like the best value play this week no the second best value play this week no I don't so I think there's a decent chance that we could pivot away from him loved him last week he was one of my favorite plays last week got a lot of ownership to him it paid off for us I think he's a fine option this week but there are some kind of red flags mainly the team total mainly the fact that they're pretty decent sized underdogs and I'm not too confident in his pass catching abilities like I am another rookie on the slate that's coming in in and similar price point as long as he is healthy this week and that is Mr. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So if Clyde edwards is going to be coming in with even 10% less ownership, that might be a decent pivot option for us because he's only $5,500. This is assuming that he is healthy this week. You're getting me. Again, just like his teammate, Patrick Mahomes, highest implied team total. You're getting an appropriate price tag and an affordable price tag of $5,500 for a guy who, before he got hurt, was averaging 18.1 opportunities per game, was averaging over four targets per game. That is three more per game than Mr. Cam Akers. And yes, I know Cam Akers was skewed down because earlier in the season, so we could talk about that. But I currently have Clyde edwards Slayer as a better play. Nothing, not in a major way, but a better play for $200 less. I basically have him at the exact same projection, but he's a little bit cheaper to Cam Akers. So right now, I like Clyde edwards more than Cam Akers. And another thing, when we're talking about GPP strategy for DraftKings, you get to actually stack him up with Patrick Mahomes. I'd rather stack Clyde edwards with Patrick Mahomes for a cheap stacking option than K-Makers with Jared Goff. I want zero to do with Jared Goff this week. So Clyde edwards is going to be looking very nice for me. Again, just track his health. I think that Clyde edwards is going to be fine in this matchup, especially when you factor in that he's projected to be a 10-point favorite. Clyde edwards in this matchup is going to have a positive 5% run blocking advantage against the Cleveland Browns run defense. A couple of more yeses before we get over to the wide receiver position now, but Devin Singletary is one of them. We have to track this, right? We have to track what ends up happening here, but we'll see what happens with Zach Moss. Zach Moss last week got hurt. If Zach Moss is not going to be active for this game, maybe you see. TJ Yeldon come back for this game, but Zach Muslin only had seven carries for 21 yards before getting hurt. He only saw Devin Singletary have three carries for 21 yards himself, but we're trying to project for now what happens in this new game here, especially when you're going to be coming into this game as Buffalo as two and a half point favorites with a nice implied total. I don't love Devin Singletary. I just see the price tag of $4,500 and the potential for him to touch the ball 15 times in this game. And that starts to get me a little bit going. You had Devin Singletary last week run 28 rounds. 28 rounds is pretty damn good. He caught all three of his targets for 23 yards. So last week in the worst usage possible, only seeing six overall touches, you still had the guy getting you close to seven fantasy points again that's the worst usage possible Devin Singletary does catch the ball he does run a lot of routes and now if there's no Zach Moss maybe 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 some red zone touches if Josh Allen doesn't steal them all away Devin Singletary's 28 routes run was the third most again for any running back last week the only other running backs who had more were Leonard Fournette with 34 and then James Conner because that team was trailing from behind the whole second half with 44 and you actually ended up seeing in that game Zach Moss run nine routes and he caught four passes so if Zach Moss was to miss this week you're probably looking at somewhere around 30 plus routes run or on average 30 routes run for Devin Singletary which more times than not is probably going to lead to five or six targets. targets and for a running back with a high catch percentage and doesn't have a lot of drops four or five receptions right off the bat for 30 yards somewhere around eight fantasy points in the air alone if we could start to project for that that looks very good for a $4,500 running back so don't look at Devin Singletary and say how are you going to like this guy let me tell you one thing he kind of sucks when he touches the ball 0.54 fantasy points per touch right now is the worst on this slate for me for any meaningful running back right but Cam Akers is just 0.582 if you're not going to be catching a lot of passes which these guys really haven't so far this season because they're splitting their backfields Cam Akers three ways for most of the year Devin Singletary two ways for most of the year Josh Allen around the red zone you can count that as three so if you want to look at efficiency metrics and how often they're scoring touchdowns yeah they're splitting backfield so they're not going to be getting you there but 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 and this is a big old booty the opportunity is rising for cam makers if indeed zach moss is out i like that now a guy that i think is probably going to end up being maybe or that one dude this week at the running back position and that's going to be mr aaron jones because right now i don't think he's going to pick up that much ownership he's priced in a price range right around nick chubb who went off last week you have a guy like kareem hunt who's cheaper than him who also went off last week basically him and nick chubb are in no man's land a bunch of guys in the slate are cheap cam Akers, Scott skydivered slayer we just talked about they're pretty nice options you go all the way up to Alvin Kumar, So they're in this dead space in the middle and i think more people are probably going to lean over to nick chubb because he's coming off of the big game people haven't seen aaron jones in a couple weeks now for the most part this season aaron jones has probably let some people down although his letdown weeks are still pretty solid weeks right aaron jones letdown weeks are still 18 and a half fantasy points like in week 17 i was hearing people say he let me down in week 17 he had 16 opportunities for 18 and a half fantasy points right he had 13 fantasy points the week before that 25 fantasy points a week before that so aaron jones is still going to be a pretty solid back and now we might get him at lower ownership And then you look at some of the underlying stats a seven point favorite here a man who's averaging 16.7 opportunities per game right now. When it comes to yards per touch, he ranks fourth in the NFL to close the season at 5.9, right? You're getting the player that ranks top 10 in evaded tackles per touch, that ranks top 10 in a yards created. This is a fantastic running back. Yes, he's going up against a top four run defense, which is the concern here, but if you're looking at the run blocking advantage, the Packers, even without David boxyard still have a very good offensive line. It's going to be a positive, actually a positive run blocking advantage for a favorite running back who has pass catching abilities, positive 8% against the Rams. I think Aaron Jones is going to be slept on this week. If Aaron Jones comes in anywhere near 10% owned and not 15 to 20% owned, that is way too low. Aaron Jones, Jones, for right now, looks like a very strong running back option as a pivot play. Outside of that, it's a pretty loaded slate, so I think Nick Chubb is still in play, but I prefer Aaron Jones if he's going to come in at lower ownership. I don't really want much J.K. Dobbins. Don't really want much Leonard Fournette, assuming Ronald Jones does indeed come back. Ronald Jones is definitely in play for me, but he's not going to be any type of a priority for me. Ronald Jones at fifty-two hundred dollars is a little bit cheap right now, and at this point, if he sees sixteen touches, he can get you there. But he's going to be touched on the pendant with no pass catching upside. Leonard Fournette's ability in the passing game, that you saw last week, is really going to be pushing down much of what you're going to get out of Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette catching all four of his targets for thirty-nine yards on the second most routes. Out of any running back last week, and he averaged 1.15 yards per route run. That 1.15 yards per route run with anybody more than three targets ranked third out of all running backs last week on the Wild Card Weekend. So now let us break down the wider receiver position, and if I can get you to hit that like button here, the big old subscribe button, and check out Patreon link down below for even more analysis in-depth player by player game notes that will be out this week on Thursday. Projections rankings are already up there. Ownership will be coming out. Superdraft projections the presenting sponsor of the show as well. A lot of stuff. So be sure to check all that out down below patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Petri underscore. So getting over to the wide receiver position now, stacking this stuff up, right? We want to stack some stuff up, but if we're looking at the top end guys this week, I'm fine to get to Devonte Adams still. I already told you that. I'm fine to get to him in package stacks, or if you want to have some one-off sacks and you're getting value with like a Devin Singletary, or you're getting value from some other wide receivers and you just have enough money to pay for him, well, then pay for him. He right now is my highest projected wide receiver. I'm not too worried or as worried as this Jalen Ramsey matchup as other people probably are. But, 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 and this is a big old booty, I would prefer Steph Diggs. And I have been saying this for a couple weeks now. If Steph Diggs is going to be coming in significantly cheaper than Devonta Adams, like we saw a couple weeks back when Steph Diggs was $1,400 cheaper, and now we're seeing this week where he's $1,300 cheaper, just give me Mr. Stephon Diggs. If Stephon Diggs is going to be coming out here and be Devonta Adams late, right? Devonta Adams, sure, he's scoring more touchdowns. So his 35 to 40 point ceiling is getting there more often than Steph Diggs. But Steph Diggs is coming out here weekend a week out and basically, basically putting up for you right now at this point, weeks of just 25 points left and right. He did it again last week with a massive touchdown. He goes for over hundred yards. He goes for the bonus as well. So Stefan Diggs is a play that I want up top. If you're looking for somebody up top, Stefan Diggs is way too cheap. And also if you're looking at it, Stefan Diggs is going to have a fine matchup this week. Stefan Diggs, I also like. And also if you're looking at it, in my opinion, Stefan Diggs has a pretty strong matchup this week, whoever he's going to be facing, whether it's Marcus Peters, whether it's going to be Jimmy Smith, if he returns this week, whether it's going to be Marlon Humphrey, I don't think you'll see much Marlon Humphrey who remains usually in the slot, tougher matchup for Cole Beasley, but Stefan Diggs, if he's going to be on the outside against. A guy like Marcus Peters, who has been coming on later in the year, but again, nowhere near the skill set. I believe that Stefan Diggs is a wide receiver. Peter's allowing a 63% catch rate and 1.12 yards per cover out so far this season. I mean, how can you beat this? He only played a half of football in week 17 and he scores 15 fantasy points. And then the other weeks he's getting 44 fantasy points for you. He's getting 29 fantasy points, 32 fantasy points for you. He's getting 19, right? Last week he goes for 25 plus. Stefan Diggs is not even a poor man's Devontae Adams. He's like 1A, 1B right now. Next year it would be Devontae Adams the number one wide receiver on the boards. And then you're going to have to argue for number two between Tyree Kill and Stefan Diggs and how consistent Stefan Diggs has been, basically ranging between 24 and 28 fantasy points a week for you in DraftKings, it's pretty hard to ignore. And the thing that's pretty impressive is his catch rate, right? You have a guy like Devontae Adams with an impressive catch rate of 77.1%, basically leading this slate. Stefan Diggs has more downfield usage with a 33.42% area market share of targets and 96 yards per game. And he's still seeing on 10 targets per game, a 76.5% catch rate. That is very impressive. Stefan Diggs at $7,300 is by far too motherfucking cheap. And I can say very similar things about Mr. Michael Thomas, who finally returned last week, right? We've been waiting for this for, so long we've been waiting for all season long we haven't had one yet a michael thomas touchdown he's been injured for most of the year he's not been getting touchdowns and last week he led the team with 35 routes run right we had 35 routes for michael thomas 31 for emmanuel sanders Lil jordan humphrey actually saw 18 routes and then 14 routes for deontay harris i think traequan smith might return this week that's not going to be really affecting anybody michael thomas in a game where they really didn't have to throw the entire fourth quarter five catches 73 yards on seven targets for a touchdown the market share of targets was very good for michael thomas now you're seeing the high catch rate still above 72 i like a lot that you're seeing here for michael thomas arguably one of the better matches Match-ups as Tampa Bay secondary has kind of fallen apart as of late. So I like Michael Thomas here. If you're looking at his specific cornerback versus wide receiver matchup, we can break down more into a lot of these guys on Friday's show once we have the game by game notes. But it's going to be a positive 46 advantage according to Pro Football Focus against Carlton Davis. Now, Jarvis Landry is going to be somebody that I have interest in, but it's not so much about Jarvis Landry. Like, I'm not one offing Jarvis Landry in some spots. The matchups against the Chiefs, Rashad Brielan, Ward, they're like okay. They're not great matchups, but they're fine. Landry in the slot, we'll see some Sneed, who's also been pretty good. So the matchup's not great for Landry as his price point. Now, he's been consistent to close out the year. His price point. just decent at this point which you saw Landry doing last week was leading the team with 32 overall routes run. he had five catches 92 yards and a tutty on eight targets but Landry's my run back option right you're having him as a 10-point underdog if you see Baker throwing this game 40 plus times you're around there I do think that Landry's 24 percent target share in seven targets per game that he's been seeing this season and a lot of that really coming on later in the year right eight targets last week later in the year as the season went on he ended up scoring 16.4 19 12 20 31 fantasy points that's closing out the year for the final couple of weeks and then last week he goes off for another 20 plus fantasy points Landry's a nice run back option and a cheaper run back option a guy that if you think there's going to be a lot of upside in scoring from Cleveland and it's going to be coming through the air as trailing in the game you're probably going to see Rashad Higgins be decent for you and then Jarvis Landry probably be the primary option when it comes to leading his team in targets next up is Mr. Cooper Cup and he's going to be a run back option for the Packers but I also like Cooper Cup a lot we liked him a lot last week and then we got off of him because of the news that Goff wasn't starting he ended up having a decent game one big catch really helped him out but Cooper Cup is somebody that I like you're getting over eight targets per game a 74% catch rate and here's the big thing he won't see Jair Alexander Cooper Cup is going to be running out of the slot he plays 61% of his snaps out of the slot this season he'll be facing chandon sullivan who plays 80 percent of his snaps out of the slot for the packers this year he's been fine just average 65 percent catch rate allowed 1.11 yards per cover out so cooper cup actually like i think cooper cup has a lot of upside for a team that's going to be trailing in this game for jared goff having to throw 40 times in this game goff already throws like 36 times per game i want to be shocked if jared goff is to throw 40 to 45 times in this one it will be a colder game so shorter passes don't be surprised if cooper cup puts up a stat line of nine catches for 80 yards even if he doesn't score a touchdown that's very good at this price point expect short passing for cooper cup in this one coming out of the slot in the middle of the field a lot of five and six yard receptions and then those are my primary options but you can see there's a long list and we can tune back in friday to kind of decipher some of these x's and maybes based on ownership so cole beasley tough matchup in the slot against marlon humphreys but he's gonna be all over the field they'll be moving him around so i think that's fine for cole beasley i'm not as enamored with it as i was to start this show the more that we break down into the matchups Devontae adams is fine Tyreek kill is fine but i prefer stefan Diggs and michael thomas's payoff options michael thomas more so as a one-off stefan Diggs in stacks but also as a one-off but if you wanted to play patrick woens this week and stack him with tyree kill yeah that makes a lot of sense for me for a guy who's averaging 85 yards per game, leading the slate with a 35.6 market share of air yard targets this year and nine targets per game for Tyree Kill. looks pretty damn good. Between Robert Woods and Cup, they're both in play. I just prefer Cup. I think he's going to have a better matchup. I think he'll be utilized a little bit better for them as well. Antonio Brown is probably going to be my second favorite behind Chris Goblin, as long as Goblin can start catching the balls. Uh, wide receiver out there in Tampa Bay. So if you're stacking up Tom Brady, Goblin and an Antonio Brown stack makes sense to me. Running it back with the Michael Thomas looks pretty damn good in my opinion. And then we get into a lot of these Chiefs wide receivers. So I can scroll down a little bit here. I want to get into some of these Chiefs wide receivers because you guys have guys like Sammy Watkins at four I want to talk about the matchup for some of these guys. We're going to be having guys that we want to stack up, right? If we want to stack up one of these expensive guys, Travis Kelsey, maybe going to be the guy to stack up because there's not that many other good tight ends or elite tight ends. There's none on the slate. Nobody even comes close to Travis Kelsey this week. There's no Darren Waller on the slate. There's no George Kittle on the slate. So if we want to play him over a Tyree Kill, for example, well, then we have Sammy Watkins out here with a positive matchup against a man named Robert Jackson, right? These cornerbacks are not that great. It's very surprising. I mean, it took the second half for the Steelers playing down a lot to actually start attacking Cleveland's secondary because Big Ben just stinks, flat out stinks, but you're going to have matchups against Stewart against Mitchell against Robert Jackson this week and I will give some credit to Terrence Mitchell who's been decent but guys like MJ Stewart have been absolutely terrible so that's where Tyree Kill is going to feast so you really gonna have to make a decision between Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey but if you were to choose let's just say one of them the other options for you are Demarcus Robinson Sammy Watkins I think Sammy Watkins looks pretty decent right the price point he's been pretty cheap all year now he's back in the 4k range you're probably going to get Sammy Watkins through somewhere around six targets in this one somewhere around 15 or 16 market share of targets but towards the end of the season something that you saw happening was McCole Hardman at just $3,900 on this slate he's going to be close to a yes for me he started to run more routes he closed out the season with 23 26 and 22 routes right so in games where Patrick Mahomes actually played 15 and 16 weeks he saw 23 routes in nine targets in week 15 10.7 fantasy points and then in week 16 against Atlanta before Mahomes and a lot of the offense sat in the final week he saw 26 routes in six targets this is by far more than he was seeing the weeks before that week 14 13 routes 13 13 routes week 12 16 routes, right? So he was not running a lot of routes. These are by far the most routes that he's run consecutively in three straight weeks this season. If you're going to get 20 to 25 routes out of McCole Harmon at $3,900 against this secondary of Cleveland, I like that a lot, especially since we can stack it up. Okay, we're going to be going out there and getting ourselves Travis Kelsey and now maybe Tyreek Hill Light out here with Patrick Mahomes. That sounds pretty damn good to me. Some other options you can see on the screen if you're watching right now. Rashad Higgins is a nice value if you don't want to play Jarvis Landry or don't have the money. He's a pretty strong run back, in my opinion, for Cleveland. He's still going to see a nice market share of targets. You didn't see a lot of it last week for Rashad Higgins, but that's because a lot of the running backs are doing work whether it was nick chubb scoring long touchdowns Kareem hunt scoring long touchdowns the only wide receiver who actually had an opportunity to do anything was jarvis landry and he had to take a long one to the house right so rashad higgins wasn't doing much last week but i'm not going to be too worried about that because he still ran 31 routes he still saw five targets they didn't have to do much in the second half. have two catches 28 yards it might keep people off of him this week i'll go back to the well with rashad higgins if you're looking to punt the wide receiver position and you for some reason don't want to play rashad higgins or mccall Harmon, i think that donovan people's jones at three thousand dollars flat i don't love him he only saw two targets last week one catch last week for 26 yards on just 26 routes 26 yards is a decent number, but he's in play. And then the other option would be Josh Reynolds, who wasn't involved at all last week. According to the Pro Football Focus, he didn't run any routes. I don't know I don't know if that was actually true, but he wasn't involved at all in that offense last week. So I might actually prefer just getting up to McCole Harmon. And I do prefer getting to McCole Harmon and Rashad Higgins if you're looking to punt the wide receiver position. There's enough value in the mid range that I don't think you have to be scooping at three thousand dollar flat player. And now to close up the tight end position, look th- this is how it's going to be right we're going to be playing Travis Kelsey and if you're not playing Travis Kelsey just find some value elsewhere. This is how this slate looks this is it. Ready? It's Travis Kelsey who I have projected for basically two times the amount of fantasy points right he has like 20 points nobody else is like around uh eight or nine basically is where everybody else follows him it's going to be travis kelsey this week who's going to have a massive the highest advantage positive 45 percent against malcolm smith who malcolm smith for the cleveland this year has actually been good but travis kelsey has just been that much motherfucking better travis kelsey 24 percent of the time this year in the slot and 38 percent by far leads the slate by 20 percent more than anybody else out wide as a wide receiver lining up the answer this week to the puzzle at tight end is travis kelsey he's 7800 he's 2800 more expensive than anybody else if you don't want to play travis kelsey that's fine it's just a hodgepodge after that who are you playing who are you stacking your quarterbacks with right probably not trying to play mark angels if i'm not playing kelsey to be honest with you you can go there but i'm probably not maybe as a run back for josh allen stacks that's the only way i get to him robert Tonyan as a run back in Packers stacks really not even as a run back just in those stacks alston hooper if you just want to punt probably looks like a pretty solid option at 3,800. dollars so if you came here and you asked me sal which one do you want i want the guy who's averaging 10 targets per game who's seeing a 25 area market share of targets who's basically has now broken the record for yards in a season and so far this year he's averaging he has 1416 yards right now travis kelsey has two times more yards than any other tight end on this slate he has the Best matchup of the entire weekend, matchup advantage wise, according to Pro Football Focus. There's not much of a reason for me to want to get away from Travis Kelsey outside of the price point, right? So if you're trying to get away from him from that point alone, then I think the value options for you are punting with like a Tyler Higby and just running that back at three thousand dollars flat and hoping that he ends up seeing you in this week five targets. But I think the best viable option is Austin Hooper in a run back for Kansas City because if you're not playing Travis Kelsey, that means that naturally your tight end position is open in your Chiefs stacks. So if you play Patrick Mahomes with a Tyree Kill, now maybe a McCole Hartman, and you run it back with an Austin Hooper in a pump play and maybe even a. Jar- Landry since there's enough money now since you're playing two cheap options like an Austin Hooper and a McCole Hartman that starts to make sense for me so if you're not playing Travis Kelsey this week I basically think all these other tight ends look identical obviously I don't think that David Njoku and Adam Troutman and Cam Bright some of these backup tight ends look identical but basically all the other starting tight ends they all look very similar to me I prefer Austin Hooper probably to all of them if you're not playing Travis Kelsey there's not much more to break down here right these guys are all projecting out for eight points and Travis Kelsey's is projecting out for 20 points so he's the obvious play if you don't have the money I understand that if you don't want to be playing him I understand that I think Austin Hooper makes the most sense game theory wise if you're stacking up Kansas City to get to him. So that's where we're at gang. I know it's somewhat of a long video on Wednesday, but look, we got a lot to say. I got a lot to be yapping about here. It is the motherfucking division around the Elite Eight. Go Paco. Go. go whatever team you're rooting for this weekend. Best of luck to your EFS lineups. We'll be back Thursday with the uh, that one dude video. We'll be back Friday with the final thoughts video. And then this weekend we'll have the closing thoughts Patreon podcast with the strategy to win all your Dalarus Projections, rankings, ownership that's going to be up on Patreon if you check it out down below, including game by game notes as well. NBA projections, golf projections, the first, the first MMA show of the year where we now have a new show coming every thursday it will not be me it will not be me but it'll be somebody who'll be putting you in very good hands like and subscribe before you go check out patreon and support the sponsor of the show SuperDraft. you all rock a ton i'll see you on the next one game tomorrow that one dude video